I'm really excited today because I just moved into my new space that is perfect for recording yoga classes and doing videos and I'm excited to do a lot more stuff on my YouTube channel, Quiet Mind Yoga YouTube channel. Go subscribe over there, check out what I've been doing, but I'm going to be doing a lot more cool stuff there for my new space. And in the Quiet Mind membership, of course, all my classes that I do every week on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at 9.30 a.m. Central, you can join me on Zoom, or you can watch all the archived classes on the Quiet Mind membership at quietmind.yoga membership. So that is going to be changing the price very soon. We've got all of our founding members in there and a few more spots left for the founding members at the lower price but it will go up and you'll be grandfathered in for as long as you're a member. So if you've been thinking about it or want to check it out, there's three new classes posted every week. There's monthly mini workshops, there's community, you can get feedback on your practice, and I'm going to be building in some really cool things over the next few months that help you see progress in your practice. You can see your progress in different poses and different aspects of practice, because I'm always teaching about 10 core competencies, and one of them is yoga philosophy. And that is the subject of today's practice, episode 123, Hatha Yoga to Practice Non-Grasping, or Aparigraha in Sanskrit. This is one of the eight limbs of yoga, part of the eight limbs, and it's one of the things that we don't do. There's sort of the do's and don'ts of yoga philosophy, the yamas and niyamas, and grasping is one of the things that we want to learn to practice being able to let go of grasping so that we can no longer be holding on and attached and clinging to what we identify with in the transient physical forms of life. My name, my role, my identity, my job, all of these things are always changing. And the more we grip and hold on and resist those changes, the more we struggle and the less we are in alignment with our true selves. So yoga philosophy teaches us that if we can practice non-grasping and non clinging to things that are uh, given to us, experience that we have, things that we even create and build for ourselves. You might have this amazing career you've built or this amazing job that you've built or amazing wealth or family or health. And all of these things will change. Undeniably, unquestionably, they will change. So we go from birth to death. At some point, they will change. So this practice is preparing us for that inevitable change by not grasping to things that we can't control and things external and returning back to what is unchanging, that still quiet voice within your true self. When we quiet the mind, when we help the body feel strong, flexible, adaptable, movable, balanced, then we can listen to that still calm voice at our center. And that's what today's practice is all about. So again, if you want more practices like this with video, and visual feedback, you can check out quietmind.yoga membership and join for the very, very low rate that will never be this low again. Uh, it will be ending soon. It's $9.97 a month or $97 a year. And that's three classes a week. And I'm going to be filling that out with a ton of classes over the months and years ahead. So you can get in now at the lowest rate it will ever be quietmind.yoga membership or just keep doing these free classes. This is, I always want to have something that's available to everyone for free at no cost, just your time and attention. And if you'd like to leave a review, that is greatly appreciated. It helps people find this podcast. 
but this will always be here for free, so you have a free resource to do your practice. Thank you for listening, and enjoy your practice today. And we'll start with our props. So does everyone have two blocks? Yeah, we'll take uh, one block at the highest height at the back of the mats, one block at the middle height in front of that. And there's one more up there. All right, and we'll lay back onto that. So your shoulders are supported by the lower block. It's about bra strap height. And the other block is right under the head. Laying back here under the support of the blocks. And you could put your blanket on that lower block, make it a little softer, because the cork blocks can be a little rough. And the palms can be just open beside you. You can start to move the arms more up into a T or even overhead, right? So wherever is comfortable, we'll hold in this position and begin to take slightly slower, slightly deeper breaths down to the lower belly. Setting the breath for the practice and really for the day. So on days when I do this in the morning, do this mindful breathing, any sort of practice like this, it just sort of goes with you throughout the rest of the day or little moments you remember, oh yeah, I take these slow, deep breaths. All right, so setting that foundation here, slightly slower, deeper breaths to the lower belly. use this. Yeah. Now if you've had your arms in one position, you might want to move them to a different position or just stay there. But maybe arms start to come overhead, maybe hold opposite elbows, whatever feels good. Start to move the hands back down beside the body if you raise them up. And slowly start to come off of the blocks. Down to the back without any props. And have the knees come in towards the body, rock a little bit side to side on the back. And then come to the center, one hand on each knee. As you inhale, press the knees forward, arching the back. As you exhale, pull the knees in, rounding the back. Just a few times forward and back with your breath, tilting the pelvis, starting to release tension in the low back and the spine. And then let the feet come down to the floor. Feet are hips width apart. Fingertips can touch the heels. 
and start to peel the spine up off the floor into a bridge pose. And it could stay and hold in bridge if that feels good or move dynamically, inhaling up, exhaling down a few times. Either way is good. If you're holding there, you might want to crawl your shoulders underneath and release the hands or just stay as you are. And then we'll lower the hips back down. We'll all come back down for happy baby pose, holding outside of the feet or shins. And you could stay still or move here. And maybe extend one leg, keep the other knee bent. Maybe lean a little bit to that side if that feels good. And then to the other side, straighten the other leg. Just try not to put your foot in your neighbor's face. <laughs> and then bring your <laughs> and bring your feet together and lower the feet down to supine bound angle. So feet are together, knees are apart. And you can rest the hands on the belly or beside you or arms overhead. So my birthday is coming up, uh, and for my birthday, one of the things I wanted to do was go to the McDonald Observatory outside of Texas, outside of Austin, uh, about six-hour drive. And I've wanted to go there for years, and I've been super excited, and I hear they have, like, the sky there is, like, as dark as it gets, in one of the darkest areas of the world. Uh, so you can see everything, you can see the Milky Way. Uh, and as I was driving, it was clear skies the whole way there, and then as we got to uh, the observatory, there was, like, a big black cloud over it. <laughs> So I couldn't see any stars out there, and it was, it was very dark at night. It's very, very dark. Um, but I think through my yoga meditation practice, like there's, there's no attachment, right? It's called a parigraha, non-grasping. Right? So no matter how much we might desire something, we might want to experience something, we're still not attached to it, and know that things will change, and we'll always be provided in what we need. And I still got to have a great experience, which I wouldn't have if I had held on to that idea that I need to see the stars or it needs to be this way. Um, but because of my yoga practice, I feel like I'm able to adapt and be more flexible. And in yoga, that's called aparigraha, non-grasping, where we can have intentions, we can have goals, we can have ambitions, uh, but they don't have us. Right? So we can let them go if we need to. All right, so I got to have a great experience, even though I didn't get to do the thing I thought I wanted to do. Uh, Still had a great time. And start to bring the knees back together. And separate the feet as wide as the mat. And let your knees rock side to side, just gently like windshield wipers. If there's any discomfort in the back of your knees, don't push into it, right? It should feel kind of smooth and even, relaxed movement. And then the postures, right? There's no goal. Even though we might see postures, we might have an idea of what a perfect posture might look like. But the only perfect posture is the one that feels right for your body. So no attachment to the outcome of the postures either. We come back to center and start to come up to sitting to hands and knees. 
And here you can have your blanket under the knees for a little padding support there. And then just begin to make any movements that feel good for you from hands and knees, moving the spine, the shoulders, the arms. Checking in with your body today, feeling things out. Maybe moving in ways you don't normally move. This is great for the fascia and the connective tissue to move in different, unique ways. And then we'll come back to the center to bring the hands wider apart onto the wood floor to move side to side and to the shoulders, left to right. A little bit of internal rotation in the shoulder that comes down. If you find a spot that feels really good, you could hold and breathe there. And then we'll come back to the center. Keep the hands where they are and move the shoulder blades together, retraction, and shoulder blades apart, protraction. It's moving the upper back, contracting and releasing the upper back muscles, the rear delts, the rhomboids. Can't do too much of this, right? There's almost all of us have this uh, little bit of weakness and tightness in the upper back. And for me, after 10 years of practice, really just in the last two years, I've started to be able to release and feel this tension and contract and release intentionally in this area. And we'll come back to center and bring the arms forward. Shoulder blades move slightly together as you lower the forehead down. Maybe forehead touches. Maybe the arms stay straight or elbows could lower down if that feels better. Sometimes having one elbow down and reaching the other arm could feel really good as well. Come into a twist, so left arm threads underneath, left shoulder towards the ground. Right arm could stay extended or bend the right elbow, press into the hand, and have the right leg, if you want, you can straighten the right leg back and press into the foot. Just give you a different angle to reach into the back. Allow the breath to go into the upper left shoulder under the shoulder blade. The expansion of the breath and the contraction of the breath, almost like a massage to these muscles under the bone, the subscapular tissue. And then we'll come to the other side, same thing. Thread the right arm through, right shoulder down. Again, left arm could stay straight or bend the elbow to press into the hand. Could extend the left leg back. But wherever you're at, breathe into the space under the right shoulder. Slowly untwist back to center, 
to downward facing dog. And take your time coming into down dog. You can shift your weight side to side. You can bend one knee at a time. And now we'll all bend the right knee and press the left heel down towards the ground, holding there. And then switch. And then both legs straight pressing, both heels down, hips lifting up and back towards where the wall meets the ceiling behind you. Fingers, uh, base knuckles rooting down. Sit bones widen, the legs slightly internally rotate. And now think of like warrior two with your left foot. So you bend your right knee, turn your left foot down at an angle like warrior two. Press into the hands, lift up through the hips and create a little side bend, like moving your left hip out to the left to get into this whole left side line of the body. And then switch sides. Left knee bends, right foot turns down. Similar to warrior two with the right foot. Hips press up and back. And then back to center. Forward to plank pose, shoulders over the wrist, high push up position. Activating all the major muscles of the front of the body. Now we've been on the arms a little bit here, so we're kind of fatiguing the shoulders, releasing the tension there, and then slowly let everything down to the belly. And we'll come into uh, locust pose. Arms reach back, heart lifts, legs lift, and a slight bend in the knees, contracting hamstrings, glutes, the whole back line of the body, all the major muscles activating here. slowly release. Either turn your head to one side and rest here or come back to a child's pose if you prefer. Feel all that effort, that tension, release. Right? So we can have full activation when we need to. We can have full deactivation when we need to. Back up to down dog. And just for a moment in down dog, coming back to where you left off, rooting through the base knuckles, pressing through the heels, slightly internally rotating the upper thighs to widen the sit bones and take pressure off the low back. Forward to the plank pose, hold and breathe here. High push-up position. If you want a little more challenge, lift your right foot off the floor, further activating the hip flexors in the core. If you have the right leg lifted, switch. And 
and release everything. Everyone come down to the belly, back to locust pose. And this time, either arms reach back or arms like a W beside you, adding a little more weight onto the upper back. Hold, breathe here. All this stuff strengthening the back side of the body, we can't do too much of it, right? For most of us, we're sitting a lot, rounding the back. So the strengthening of the back is very helpful. And then slowly release all that down, either turn the head to the other side or back to the child's pose. time back to down dog practicing this activation of all the muscles there's a slight external rotation in the upper arms fingers either pointing forward or just slightly out there's a slight internal rotation in the upper legs and then we'll come forward to the plank pose shoulders over the wrist high push-up position Hold and breathe here. If you want a little more challenge, right leg lifts. Maybe left hand lifts if you're doing the right leg. And then switch legs. And then slowly release everything down to the belly. Locust pose, either arms back, W shape or V shape overhead, reaching towards the middle of the room. If the arms are in the V, pinkies turn slightly towards each other to give an external rotation to the shoulders, to take some stress off the traps. And we'll let everything relax. We'll all come back to the child's pose. Notice your breath here. Find a sense of center, stability, stillness in the body, steadiness in the breath. Part of the teaching of yoga is that uh, everything in our environment, even you know, written two thousand plus years ago, our environment is, uh, and our and our mind is such that we're kind of pulled by desires and kind of hooked by desires, uh, even more so now than ever. That there's advertisements, there's all these things telling us where to put our attention and pulling us in different directions, uh, and it's okay to want those things and be pulled in directions and have desires and intentions, uh, but if they have us, right, if they're hooking us, and then we don't have sovereignty, we don't have control of our minds and our bodies. But yoga, we get to practice that. So that's the parigraha, the non-grasping. We can have intentions, we can be interested in things, we can go in directions, and we can go in another direction if we need to. We can let those things go when we need to, right? And child's pose here, letting everything go, letting all that tension in the body go. So we're able to let it go when we need to. And we'll come back up to down dog, moving into our more active standing postures from that sense of stability and strength and center. Have your right leg reach back to open the hip, 
the bend in the knee, heel moves towards the tail. And then bring the knee in towards the nose, rounding the back, holding here for a moment, contracting where we just expanded. And then step the right foot forward into a lunge. Find your stability in your feet first, strong, stable legs, light arms to float your arms up into a high crescent lunge. If you can, back heel lifting, all 10 toes pointing forward and hips and shoulders pointing forward. So you could take your feet a little wider apart. I just have the perfect line of sight on you. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess everyone does, right? <laughs> and then here your arms could stay extended like a V shape or bend like a W shape or reach back like locust arms. Back heel can be lifted over the ball of the foot, creating a contraction and strengthening of the back leg, or your back heel can be pressing back to stretch the back calf. Warrior two, turn the back heel down either heel to heel or heel to arch alignment in the feet. Arms extend out into a T. That steady gaze over the front middle fingers. And the grasping shows up in so many subtle ways physically. So notice your front toes. Are they grasping to the mat here? Right? And there's a sense of surrender and trust when you lift and spread the toes and root down into the bones, the ball of the foot. And now turn the palms up and reach back, reverse, where you're lengthening through the right ribs, right side of the body. Straighten the front knee to go further back, more length through the right hip. And then keep that length into triangle, right hand inside the ankle. Both legs stay extended. The left arm can reach straight up or wrap around the back. The gaze can look down or up towards the ceiling. If you're a little more open here, you could have your right hand outside of the right foot if you want. And we'll come back to warrior two. And float the hands down back to downward facing dog. Now we'll lift the left leg back to open the hip with a bend in the knee. Heel moves towards the tail, rooting down through the base knuckles to open through the front of the hip. And then bring the knee in towards the nose, contracting where you just expanded. And then step it forward to a lunge. Strong legs, find your foundation first, and then from that, rise up through the arms, letting the arms become light. Focus gaze at a single spot in front of you, maybe on the floor or on the wall in front of you. This side might be different. Maybe back heel lifts over the ball of the foot, strong back leg, or back heel can press back. Warrior two. Lift and spread the front toes, rooting down into the ball and heel of the foot. 
The feet can actively press down and apart from the center. And then turn the palms up, reverse warrior, reach back, long left ribs. Always gaze could be up or down, up more energizing, more elevating, down more grounding, more stabilizing. Straighten the front knee to go further back, more space through the left hip. And keep that space as you come to triangle, Uttita Trikonasana, extended triangle, left hand inside the ankle or to a block or outside the ankle. Anytime we're rotating the spine, we're always leading from the ribs, the thoracic spine, where we have the most rotation, never from the shoulders. The arm just follows the ribs into the twist. A little less in the arm, but there you go. And then open the ribs. Nice. Back to warrior two. And float the hands down, back to down dog. Again to the plank pose, shoulders over the wrists, high push-up position. Bring your right hand a little bit forward from center for side plank. Stacking the feet to the right edge of the right foot or right knee could be down. Left leg could lift here to increase intensity. Then we'll all come back to center, shoulders over wrist, high push-up position, plank. Left hand a little bit forward from center, side plank. Left knee can be down or right leg could lift or both. And back to center, all the way down to the belly, to locust pose again, any variation. Contracting the back of the body, strengthening glutes, hamstrings, upper back, shoulders, all this stuff. You know, you can never do too much. If you have just an average lifestyle of like, you know, working at a desk or sitting or driving, all this stuff is great to strengthen. And then we'll lower everything down. And from here, have your right arm reach forward to roll onto your right side. Have the left leg lift up and back, strong outer hip, strong glutes. Right leg reach up and forward, hold there and balance. Right, so the left leg is back and the right leg is forward. There you go, yeah. And then your left arm could reach away from the left leg, kind of like a diagonal line off the ground to, and challenge your balance a little bit here. Engaging the deepest stabilizing muscles in the core and the spine. Probably have a little bit of wobble at first, but then you kind of lock it in. But make sure the breath doesn't lock in. So there's still a relaxed, easy breathing, even though there's a lot of contraction happening in the body. And slowly release down. Yeah, and I forgot to say, if your hip is a little uncomfortable with the bone pressing on the floor, you could put a blanket under your hip. We'll come over to the other side and do the same thing on the other side. So right leg reaches up and back. Left leg reaches up and forward, off of the floor. Right arm reaches away from the right leg. 
And then notice the wobble, find the center in the middle of that wobble. So there's a lot of graha here, the grasping. There's a lot of contracting necessary to balance, but the breath is still easy. The mind is still relaxed. And slowly relax all that down. Either rest on your belly or child's pose. Just letting go of the effort in the body again. back to the hands and knees and have your blanket under the knees and a little bit of balance here so adding on to what we just did have the right leg reach back and left arm reach forward right leg back left arm forward And stay here or bend the back knee, reach for the top of the foot, the left hand. <clears throat> and slowly release. Other side, left leg reaches back, right arm forward. Steady gaze. At a single spot. Stay here or bend the back knee, reach for the top of the foot. And slowly release. Now a side plank variation. So from hands and knees, let your feet swing over to the right. Left leg extends back, left arm lifts, lifting the left leg parallel to the floor. Now you, if you want more challenge here, you could kind of reset and have your right leg straight for this, just like normal side plank or Vashisthasana, or keep the right knee bent. Now you can add on here by bending the left knee, reach for the top of the foot. If you have the foot, think like bow pose, like locust, pressing the hips forward, contracting glutes, extending the spine. And slowly release all that back to hands and knees. Swing your feet to the left. Side plank variation here. So right leg lifts, right arm lifts. Feeling the strength and engagement of your outer hips, abductors. And then stay there or bend the knee. Reach for the top of the foot. Steady gaze, steady breath. Make sure you hold your breath. I'm just kidding. Come back down, release. <laughs> and come back to down dog. And from down dog, extend the right leg back. Open the hip. And then bring the knee towards the nose. Hold and hover in here. Strong arms, strong core, strong hips. And step your right foot forward to a lunge. 
Light arms, strong legs, light arms. You can move your blanket to the side. We won't need that now. And come back to the high lunge with the arms floating up here. So now bringing that balance into our standing postures for warrior three. Hinge forward at the waist, lift off the back leg, maybe just a little bit today, maybe a lot. Arms can be forward, most challenging, or hands at heart, most centering, or arms reaching back. Notice the graha here, the grasping of the feet. Unclench the toes. Use trust the bones, the ball and heel of the foot. Trust the strength of your back, strength of your glutes. Holding, breathing, last little bit. And back to warrior two. Left hand to the left hip. Right hand towards the right corner. Now you can come at this from the top down, like we did with the last thing, or from the bottom up of having your hand on a block or the floor and lifting like we did with the, uh, the side plank variation. Either way, we're moving the left leg towards parallel to the floor, using the strength of your abductors, the outer hips. Gaze, very important to balance. Looking at the floor, usually the easiest. Looking at the ceiling, usually the most challenging. And with control, float the leg back down. The transitions is a great way to build strength as well. The slower we can move between those. Straighten the front knee and reach your left arm long inside of the foot to a block or to the floor. For revolved triangle, right hand comes to your low back, lengthen the spine and rotate the ribs to the right. Once you have that length and rotation in the spine, then the right arm could extend, but it's the least important last thing. Pressing into the ball and heel of the front foot to lengthen the front leg. And we'll lower the hands, step back to down dog. Can always add movements, variations, that feel good to you. It's your practice. And we'll have the left leg reach back to open the hip. Rooting firmly through the base knuckles to lift through the back knee. And then bring the knee towards the nose, contracting, strengthening front of the body. Step forward to a lunge. Strong legs, light arms. Slow transition to come up. And slow, strong, steady transition to warrior three. Strong right glutes. Strong left quads. Strong back. Any arm variation here. Back to warrior two. 
Float the back leg down with control. Now, right hand to right hip. Again, either coming top down into half moon or bottom up with the hand on the floor or block. At first, you can use a lot of weight into the left hand to help you balance as you develop more strength and stability in the outer hips and the core, less weight in the left hand. And maybe right arm opens towards the ceiling if you want. Open ribs towards the ceiling, strong outer hip. And back to warrior two, awesome. Straighten the front knee and reach your Back arm forward and inside of the foot to the floor or the block for a revolved triangle. Left hand moves to low back, extend the spine. Press into the front ball of the foot to straighten the leg. And similar to locust, that extension lengthen the spine. Shoulders move slightly towards each other on the back. Ribs open towards the ceiling. And the last thing, the left arm could extend towards the ceiling. And then lower the hands down, back to forward fold, actually. We'll come up to a forward fold to the front of the mat. Knees slightly bent. You can hold opposite elbows. Let your neck release. And with a bend in the knees, roll up the spine to stand. Head comes up last. Arms overhead to catch the left wrist into a side bend, which might just be lateral to the side. Or you could add a little rotation or different variation with the arms. Just feeling out the left side of the body, what feels good. You can turn down or up or reach further or less. Back to the center, to the other side, same thing. Back to center, bend the elbows, shoulder blades move together down the back. Shoulder blades retracting, interlace the hands behind the back. And then step out to your left to a wide stance. And you can keep the hands as they are as you fold forward at the waist, keeping a long spine. And keep the arms overhead if you want, or release the arms in any other variation. You can bring hands to blocks, hold elbows, whatever feels good for you. You want to make sure you feel stability in the legs, but you can go a little wider apart to emphasize the adductor stretching, inner hips, or it's the more standard length to focus on the hamstrings. And then we'll all release the arms down, 
and then maybe walk the arms back or hold elbows. So any version, variation of this. And we'll bring the hands back under the shoulders. Legs stay just the same and just walk your hands towards your left foot for a moment. And walk your hands towards your right foot for a moment. You can use blocks here or hands towards the leg or the floor. And then back to center. And let's do a little bending of the knees side to side, a little bit into the adductors, inner hips. Doesn't matter how far you go or how fast, but just easing side to side. Also good for the synovial fluid and the joints. And then back to center. One last time here. Inhale to lengthen long spine. And exhale to fold at the waist. Any amount. And now we'll turn towards the front of the mat and step back to down dog. And bring the right knee towards the right wrist for pigeon upright, or if you prefer, come down to your back, right ankle over left thigh, supine pigeon. If you're in the upright version, you can uh, kind of shimmy your hips back, tuck your back toes and shimmy your hips back to come down, down to the hands or elbows or block. Always developing strength, balance, and flexibility. We've done the strengthening, engaging, and disengaging the body. The balance, being able to find stability and instability. And now the flexibility, it's allowing tension to release from the whole body. And this is where we really practice the aparigraha, the non-grasping. So we say about 60 to 80% of the edge, not 100% of your flexibility and in that range, the body can feel safe, the tension can release, the breath can be slow and steady. And where the fascia, the connective tissue, sometimes can become matted or dense by holding the stretches, that density can release, the tissue can become more pliable, more flexible. The physical muscle fibers start to slowly lengthen We'll start to come back up to the hands. Or if you're on your back, just switch legs. But eventually we'll come over to the other side. Same thing.
And we'll start to come back up to sitting. And sitting on the tail, feet in front of you, knees bent, feet on the floor, kind of this crab position. Uh, so we'll go from outer hips to the front of the hips. So let your knees fall to the right, like the deer pose shape with the legs. So your left knee is into the right arch of the foot. And now just slowly with control, lean onto your right elbow. So you're kind of leaning back. And you might already feel plenty of stretch here in your left quad hip flexor, front of the hip. All right, so we're not going into the twisted version yet. We're going to do a little variation first. Uh, you stay right there. If you feel plenty, contract the left glutes to help that extend. But if you want more, let your uh, left hand catch the left foot. And then think like bow pose, extend the spine, lift the heart. Make sure there's no pain in the knee. Try to move your heel towards the tail to extend the quads and the hip flexors. A little bit of external rotation in the left shoulder. So the chest opens, the shoulder opens. Notice if there's any grasping in your right hand, like I just was doing. <laughs> and slowly release the left foot if you got it. And then turn towards the ground for that twisted version of deer pose. Uh, hands down or elbows down, turning chest towards the ground, stretching into the left QL, lower left side of the back. Slowly come back up. Resetting all the way to that crab shape, the feet on the floor. Knees fall to your left, to the ground, and your right knees into the left arch. Slowly with control, lower onto your left forearms. You kind of lean back and maybe catch the top of the foot. If you don't quite, you can just still move the foot in that direction. But if you've got it, it's okay if your knee comes a little off the ground here. We want to make sure there's no pain in the knee or the hip though. And then think like bow pose, lift the heart, move the heel towards the tail. Contract the right glutes, or at least try to. It's, it's a little tricky maybe to feel them here, but the glutes are hip extensors, so when they contract, the front of the hips can release tension. And then slowly let go of the foot. Move the right elbow down towards the ground into this twisted deer pose. Stretching into the lower right side of the back.
back up to sitting. Grab one of your blocks so it's within arm's reach as you come down to your back. Knees in, rocking side to side like we did at the beginning. And then feet to the floor, setting up as if you're going to bridge. But we'll go to a supported bridge. So you lift your tail and put your block under the tail at the lowest height and the widest part. So you've got support for your full sacrum. And pelvis is supported. So it's not on the low back. It's on the pelvis. And then your legs can extend up towards the ceiling here for waterfall pose. And you could stay just straight up with the legs, or you can add movements or different variations of this, moving your legs any way that feels good for you. Right, anytime we move in different ways than we normally move, we have to use different parts of our body, different uh, connective tissue has to move, and it helps us literally get unstuck in the body. So we get. It's a great way to practice a parigraha, just moving in different ways than you normally move. Which could be being still. Right? It's just as valid, just as necessary at times. Now, if you are familiar with shoulder stand, I'll guide us through that. If you want to stay in waterfall pose, stay there. But if you want to go to shoulder stand, put your feet back down to the floor. Move the block from underneath the tail. And you can use a little momentum for this. We just want to have your hands ready to catch your low back a little bit above where that block just was. So knees come in, and then you bring your hands to your low back and start to extend the legs up towards the ceiling. So eventually you have shoulders over, or sorry, uh, hips over shoulders is what we're going for, or at least in that direction. Your triceps, your upper upper back and shoulders support everything else. Minimal weight into the head. No weight on the neck and the cervical vertebrae. So the neck's uh, just a, a little bit off the ground. If there is weight in the neck, adjust your posture so the arms are supporting you. The main thing here is just don't turn your head left to right because you're... Uh, Next, a little vulnerable here. Just keep the head in line with the spine. If you're still in the waterfall pose, stay there. If you want to add variations, we're all going to hold here a few more breaths in this inversion. If you're in the shoulder stand, slowly come out the way you came in with control. If you're in the waterfall pose, let your feet down to the floor, move the block. Feet on the floor, move your hips over towards the left side of the mat, the knees into the right side of the mat for a simple twist. You could stay there stacking the legs or cross the legs if you want.
arms beside you or out into a T or goalpost. And slowly back to center to the other side, hips to the right, knees into the left. back to center and slowly release the legs out to Shavasana. If there's any last movements you want to do, do that. When you're ready, just setting up for Shavasana, legs extended, arms extended. You can have a bolster under your knees if you want. You can use your blankets for grounding on the hips or for supporting the neck under the neck. Scan your body if there's any obvious areas of tension that can soften here. If it's hard to tell, sometimes contracting and releasing can help. Notice the points of contact of your body to the floor and the subtle pull of gravity grounding the body. time the breath becoming effortless
We'll start to make small movements of the fingers and toes, hands and feet, arms and legs. If you want to stay longer, you can always stay longer in Shavasana. But if you're ready to start coming out, uh, start to transition over to one side and eventually up to sitting. And we'll close our practice by bringing the hands together at the heart, bowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.